Okay, hey everyone, it's uh, three after, so I'm gonna get started here. So far it's just me, Scott is jumping in and out, and some other people may also be jumping in and out, but you, you may just mm -hmm. know the time being. Oh, perfect timing. Oh, hey. I'm HYC, I actually just started, look at that. Uh, Scott's all <laughs> be popping in here in a second. Uh, Isthmus says, uh, he sends his best regards, he is busy doing good things for the world, cleaning up trash. <laughs> from well. riverbed. So he's clearly having a more productive Saturday than, than most people here, but you know, he, he sends his regards and uh co also sends, sends their regards. Hopefully Scott will join here in a second, like I said. Um, but thanks everyone for joining. Welcome to this month's Monero meet. If you have questions, comments, anything, you can put those in chat. I'm watching it over here. So yeah, fun stuff as always. Um, but I wanted to kick things off with uh, just, the celebration that all of the open CCS proposals were funded. So that was for a total among all the proposals for 263.6 XMR, which is pretty mm -hmm. cool. That's about the same that was raised for uh, Monero talk um, about a month ago. So that's really cool to see the consistency there. Um, those include just to run through them real quick. And you can see all of these on ccs.getmonero.org. But Ercicione's proposal to work on the website was funded. Celsta's uh, development work was funded. Netrix translation manager, project manager position was funded. Binary Baron funded, uh, uh, had a funded proposal to work on a Monero Bitcoin atomic swap desktop GUI. Uh, Co was funded to work on Seraphis work. And Valdrak was funded to work on Mali IM, which is a fork of Signal. Uh, that has a, a few changes um, to it that try to make it a little bit more FOSS oriented and a, a little bit more security and privacy oriented. So that's uh, that's in my opinion the biggest the biggest news um, in, in you know in the Monero ecosystem in the last month is that all these cool projects are funded and they were funded in just a matter of two or three days um, I would say. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, but of course, I also want to thank, uh, thank you, HYC for joining us. Thank you, Scott. Want to, want to say a few words or whatever. <laughs> no, nothing right know. now. What questions you got? <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be an interview, you know? <laughs> yeah, <wow. laughs> Welcome, Scott. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully Mike is working this time around. Yeah, it is. You are. It is. Okay. Thank you for working through all that. Vikas and James are saying hi in chat. Um, and they're saying amazing funding. And also, of course, just your typical HYC fan club that comes through for these. That's it's cool. Um, yeah, so that was, that was obviously pretty cool. I think um, another thing to note, in both the Monero dev uh, meeting that occurred uh, last week and the Monero Research Lab meeting that occurred last week, all signs point to Monero increasing its ring size from 11 to 16, which is actually the largest increase, if you're just counting by numbers, so the largest absolute increase in Monero's history. Because in the past, 7 to 11, that was an increase of 4, and now we're increasing at 5. So, woohoo, we did it. <laughs> um, not quite logarithmic growth. But <laughs> no, not quite. Not quite. We're trying though. I, I think um, there was definitely some frustration because we, uh, you know, there's discussion about should we do binning, should we not do binning, and the idea of 
binning is basically sending, okay, for each output, should you have like, or decoy, you can think of two, should we have another decoy or real output or whatever that's selected around the same time period, just so that there's more anonymity over that specific time window. And this has been thrown around quite a few times, almost every Monero research uh, paper uh, <laughs> focuses on, you know, suggesting this some one way or another. And um, there, you know, to some extent, you lose some of the full time spent history if you're selecting only over the half or a third or whatever number of fewer time periods than you would if you just did a, a pure spread out distribution or selection distribution. But um, it's something to weigh against having better anonymity over that certain time period. So it's, it's really complex. And some people were just like, well, you know, screw it. Let's just do ring size 22, right? That way we have the same, like it's, it's clearly better in every way and we don't have to do any trade-offs. Uh, but I think uh, most people felt comfortable with just picking something like 16 and running with it for the time, for the time being. So uh, any comments on that from either of you? I, I know it's, it's, the ring size is something that's pretty common to bike shed because it's a, some, it's like a specific number that you can argue about. So people, <laughs> it's like just approachable enough for people to be like this or that or this or that. And they think they kind of know it. And it's, it ends up being a lot of work to change the ring size because it's something where everyone just ju jumps in with an opinion on. <laughs> so that being said, what are the two of your opinions <laughs> on ring sizes? P picking a power of two is good. It should have been a, I mean, otherwise, we should have picked a prime number, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that there's definitely some people that are going to miss the prime numbers, myself included. It was just one of those things that we had. But if we go to anything else in the future, we're going to have to get away from prime numbers anyway. So I guess might as well go for the power of two. Is, yeah, that, yeah. is that a fair way to look at it? <laughs> Well, I mean, that that's going to make some of the math easier down the road. So power of two is a better choice. Yeah. I think uh, we should start thinking about what to name this next update. We haven't opened a, the GitHub issue for that yet, but that's going to be a whole thing. I think we can, I can make the ranked choice voting poll. What, um, I, I need to remember what the current name of the release is. Let me just quickly look that up. <laughs> Aren't we on Oxygen Orion or something? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, it must... Uh, I think it, yeah. So, um, we're, so we're not just going to jump straight to Tungsten then, sadly, right, to take full advantage of the meme. I think we might, we might have to go with... Uh, uh, yeah, because I think the last one was like Omicron from Futurama was one of the names people were <laughs> suggesting. All right, so what do we got for fluorine? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, goodness, that's going to take some thinking. <laughs> that's right. Not, nothing off the top of the head. <laughs> all right, so all of you watching, you're going to have to come up with a pretty creative name for Monero's next update. Date that includes fluorine. Uh, fluorine, some celestial body or something uh, to, to tie to, to fluorine somehow. Fluorine flamingo. Fluorine flamingo? <laughs> what is is that? What celestial body is, is flamingo? I'm sure there's a constellation. <laughs> <in it. laughs> 
I have to say that definitely is the way it works sometimes. It's like I'm gonna choose this name and I'm really gonna hope that there is something I can justify for why that's in <laughs> I mean it's space. There's so many celestial bodies. How could there not be exactly? <laughs> exactly. Someone's asking why fluorine. So um Monero does the way that we do our nomenclature is we advance one by one along the periodic table. So it was oxygen. Before that, it was nitrogen. <laughs> uh, now it's now it's fluorine. So got to pick something to go with it. That's why I was joking about just skipping straight to tungsten. Uh, <laughs> the only time it's been broken so far was in memory of of Wolfram, uh, or no, what was warp tangent. Warp, ta warp yeah. tangent. Um, so it was named Wolfram warp tangent. Um, that was the only time it's been broken, as far as I as far as I know. Which, which Wolfram is coincidentally ten, uh, tungsten, right? I, I do. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we were ahead of the curve. <laughs> we're always ahead of the curve. <laughs> One of, someone's saying boring Fornax. Fornax. Oh, yeah. Doesn't really roll off the tongue, though, does it? I don't know if anything fluorine rolls off the tongue. <laughs> yeah, and if the person who asked is wondering, it's a pretty common thing, well, relatively common thing amongst open source projects. So like Ubuntu, I think it is. I don't, I don't keep track of their names too well, but I think at one point, one of the releases was named like, uh, was it Disco Dingo? So you have releases that do alliterative releases going through the kind of Roman alphabet. So Monero carries on that <clears throat> trope practice. So. Yeah, except we don't go in alphabetical order, we go in element order. <laughs> Why is that? Just so we could pretend to be better than other people or what? Well, <laughs> like, just... oh, look at us. We have this fancy other thing. <laughs> I mean, what what the heck's the the ordering for Debian naming, huh? Buster and <laughs> I don't. You're more likely to know the answer to that question than me. It's better that we actually have a defined order than a random one, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. It is going to be interesting when we get to some of these longer element names down the line, though. Like what? Ruthenium, Einsteinium. Like germanium. What are you supposed to do with germanium? <laughs> Gemini. Oh, there you go. Perfect. Germanium, Gemini. Well, if it was actually, Monero was actually on Gemini, then, you know, that would be. <laughs> Congrats. We're only, you heard it here first. We're only 20 some odd releases away from Monero being on Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> no but i'll have to open up the github issue for this so that people can start submitting names it's always a fun time and people can it's a good way for people to join in and and be a part of be a part of the ecosystem <laughs> naming is pretty important so we, we uh it's a good good thing to outsource to the community um <laughs> someone's saying it's dennis Goddard is saying it's fitting for Monero to be science themed. Plus, we have a whole research labs. So, yeah, I guess. I'm not sure how much they study 
the periodic table, but you know, by all means, it's it is <laughs> a thing. <laughs> um, what else? Um, oh, so sadly, along with the ring size increase, people seem to have agreed on that, but we haven't agreed on a release date yet. <laughs> so that's still up in the air. Um, so I don't have a good, someone was asking me, when is this going to be implemented? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I hope soon, but I think it's sort of a, when it happens, it happens sort of deal. Um, so. Yeah, I would think probably not during this year, simply because of the adoption since last hard fork and then we're going into kind of the winter holidays. So you have from like a infrastructure kind of, I guess, viewpoint, a lot of devs are going to be on uh, out on vacation for, you know, whatever software or business adopts has already adopted Monero. So it's going to be harder for them to potentially transition to the new fork and so forth. So, well, you know, I mean, we did the, uh, the random X rollout on November 30th. So I don't, I mean, there weren't any issues then. I feel like maybe it was just the chaos of 2017, but I remember being busy around Christmas <laughs> with something. I feel like, though, that still followed the relatively established release cycle of every six months, though, right? The April hard fork, and then late October-ish yeah. hard fork. So there was an expectation to some degree already of a hard fork then. But. Didn't we yeah. do one of the first hard forks, or maybe the very first, well, the first major update, I think it was like January 1st or something one year, going like way back to 2016 or 2015. Oh, could be, yeah. January, February sounds familiar. Yeah. I think we just keep pushing it back. Like it was January, then it became April, then yeah. <laughs> it was six months plus an extra month or two. <laughs> right. What it kind of was, but someone's recommending flooring furnace. Furnace, furnace is an interesting one. <laughs> so, hmm. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, another interesting news development I saw was that um, apparently Byte Federal, who has some Bitcoin ATMs, rolled out Monero support for all their ATMs. Um, I'm not sure how reliable these sources are. I wasn't able to reach anyone at Byte Federal, but um, according to some of the Bitcoin ATM tracking websites, there are about 985 ATMs of theirs that started supporting Monero in the last month. So that's one of the largest monthly jumps, if not the largest monthly jump that, that has happened in Monero's history. And that, of course, comes along the news that Lamassu is going to be adding Monero support by the end of the year, uh, knowing, of course, that they don't themselves operate the ATMs. They just sell the ATM with software and other people choose whether or not to turn it on or not. But whoever has one of those ATMs can just tick a box and turn it on. So that's pretty cool. I think that, I mean, I've probably said this a hundred times, but I think that Monero is a pretty uh, obvious <laughs> asset to include in, in an ATM um, compared to really everything else. But 
Um, does it, do you, any of you know anything about Byte Federal? Have any of you used a Bitcoin ATM before? I've never used a Bitcoin ATM before, but I'd just kind of be curious. Uh, I've used one once back in Vegas. Uh, I think that might have been during MoneroCon, but uh, not since. But by yeah, MoneroCon, I don't you mean the, the... Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, DEFCON. DEFCON. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They all blur it after a while. <laughs> Scott, did, what were you saying? Oh. Nothing important. I was just going to say that I don't really use ATMs. I mean, I'm one of those probably people who is generally fine with using KYC exchanges mainly for easily recording kind of basically price purchased and so forth for tax purposes. So it's relatively easy to report. But there is one pretty close to me. So I will, I guess, maybe when I'm running errands later today, check it out and see if they have pushed Monero support to this machine hmm. yeah i haven't seen a crypto atm anywhere around here in ireland yet i see ads all over chicago actually like their trucks driving around with bitcoin atm just, they're all over hmm. um but the fees are like 10 percent or more like yeah it just seems odd to me like you yeah. can pull out your credit card and it's probably lower fees <laughs> so it's just weird I think that's been true. Yeah, that was certainly true the last time I used one as well. Pretty high fees. I yeah. just did it for the novelty. <laughs> just to say you've done it before. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. Um, Scott, how closely have you followed privacy tools over the years? Because I remember Monero used to be listed on privacy tools along with Bitcoin and Zcash. And then there was a like a proposal that was created to switch the order where Monero was shown first. And there was like a lot of debate over that. And they ended up just totally yanking the cryptocurrency part from their website for quite a few years. And now they added a Monero section back a year, oh, sorry, like this past week. Are you familiar with them at all? I haven't I mean, I kind of stopped yeah, paying yeah. attention. As I was one of the people, along with HYC, I know made a few comments in one of the issues, but I was pretty heavily advocating for just keep it Monero on there, like trying to reconcile the issue. And I think I ultimately proposed just like, just put it sorted by alphabetical descending and note it that it's based on alphabetical descending and not merits. And then everyone is happy because, you know, if you really want to, I mean, Keep in mind, I think this was on, this may have been shortly after kind of the, the boom cycle of 2017, 2018-ish. So there's a lot, of, a lot of scam coins out there. You know, you have crap like, uh, you know, the Wraith protocol and so forth. Uh, so... <laughs> So basically, like, you know, there has to be something to kind of steer users away from all this vaporware. And ultimately, um, they opted just to kind of do a burnt earth kind of strategy and took away the section, as you said, entirely. And at that point, it was like, OK, you, you're just arguing. And I mean, you basically it became apparent they seemed to be bad faith actors who didn't really actually care about user privacy and 
I think one of the maintainers who was like, I forget what their name was because it's so long ago, but um, I think if I remember correctly, there was, they had some history of trying to show for some, basically what is now, I think a dead coin. It was like ghost coin or something. I don't remember what the name was, but in general, just really bad faith actors that were maintainers of the website, at least at the time. And so it was like, I, there's no point trying to at that point after, you know, commenting on, I think two or three issues and a poll request and so forth of like, you know, it's, it's not worth my energy. Just push people to prison break, which prison break at the time had Monero and they, so, but yeah, and then I saw following it. And so I think, I mean, you've probably seen the conversation on the uh, matrix rooms, but like, I think Seth and one or two other people are probably more in tune with the the drama around the privacy tools community because apparently in the last year, you know, I guess the dev was away, or I should say the owner of the repository, website repository was away, came back, and then there was a split between the maintainers and the actual owner. And so now it's like privacyguard.org versus privacyguard.io. Privacy Oh, guide. Yeah, there we go. So HYC is probably more familiar than me. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just, uh, it's great, I guess, that they've added support in the last week to reference Monero. And I think there is a cake wallet add as well. Um, but yeah, it's just given the history of people arguing in bad faith and deciding to just like nuke the section entirely and let people fall for scams during kind of the end of the boom cycle of circa 2018 just didn't sit right with me so i haven't bothered to follow it particularly well but so do you know if, like do people by and large not recommend that site anymore <laughs> i haven't really followed very closely i want to say it's i mean we can look at the alexa rank because i'm pretty sure it's relatively high up there in the alexa rank if you look it up like privacy guide or that kind of thing. So I am under the impression that people still tend to use it at least on, you know, r slash privacy on Reddit and so forth as kind of the go-to guide. Because um, I don't think, I mean, the EFF, um, I mean, like the EFF has kind of guide-like resources for certain situations, but it's not as perhaps what I would describe as easily accessible in terms of if this, then that kind of all condensed into like a single page. Um, but yeah, I think it still ranks pretty high in usage, which is why it's great that Monero is now there on privacy tools, but um, not the best of resources, I think given the past history, so like you said the, the owner going away and so forth. Sorry, HYC, you said Privacy Hub is one people often use now? No, it's it's privacyguides.org now. So basically, yeah, the owner of Privacy Tools went AWOL and nobody had heard from him for months. And the developers who were trying to maintain the site uh, forked off to their own site because they couldn't contact the owner. So that's Privacy Guides. I'm looking here to see if they list Monero, and I don't see anything about cryptocurrencies on here. Yeah, I would say that, you know, I, I 
just was looking at their site yesterday and uh, it seemed a lot harder to find anything useful. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just whatever information content they have seems to be hidden be behind a lot of just blah, blah verbiage. Um, so yeah, supposedly they've actually been supporting Monero somewhere on their site. I just couldn't find it. Yeah, I think, um, is there, I mean, we have a few sites that do similar things, but is there just a page that just shows privacy respecting services that accept Monero or not? <laughs> because I feel like for a VPN, for example, one of the questions should be very strictly, do you take Monero? Yes or no, <laughs> right? right. Um, and in order to get full points, you should require that they take Monero because it's just what everybody uses, right? Um, so I hope that like same thing for like web hosting or email hosting or whatever it is. I see references to support Tor as like a yes or no. It should be, do they take Monero? Yes or no. <laughs> I don't expect to get much pushback in this room, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I haven't, yeah, you know, I haven't actually gone looking for any internet services in a long time. But you know, my list would be like VPNs, VPSs, and actually, that'd be about it. <laughs> yeah, you sent me. I, I won't talk about what it was unless you want to bring it up. But you, you sent me some things a few months ago saying, "Hey, can you look into seeing if they can accept Monero or if other people do?" And I looked and it's kind of hard to reach some parts of the world on the internet you know some, some of these some of these some of these older type websites are that a lot of people rely on at times are very hard to contact yeah so which is probably by design or very much be. intentional well, that could be yeah i wound up using amazon pay for that site Amazon Pay? What is it? What is Amazon Pay? Well, you know, it's like Google Pay or Apple Pay. <laughs> okay. Does it only but, work on the Amazon Fire Phone or what? No, no, no. It's you can use it from anywhere, but you know, you're you're giving Jeff Bezos your private info instead of Tim Cook, you know. So okay. <laughs> Yeah, for what it's worth, we do have on getmonero.org, a um, page for merchants and exchanges, and the website points to kind of basically two directories outside of the webs the Get Monero website that you know show where um, what merchants accept Monero and whatnot. And then Seth also has a uh, GitHub issue. Uh, let me pull it up real quick. Yeah, number five eighty to basically kind of track requests that people make towards you know certain merchants of like oh can you support this so just so that people don't do duplicative work and so forth so if you have a business you want to kind of persuade to use xmr um feel free to comment on the Monero project made a repository the issue 580 and say you've pinged such and such business um but oh yeah to yeah. be like just keep track of our outreach efforts yeah yeah and on the note of vpn services because i've seen it kind of reposted a couple of times in the past week or so and 
social spheres. There's apparently at least one company that's um, buying out VPN review websites and VPN services. So hmm. uh, be particularly wary of the services you consume and whose words you trust, because it could be, you know, there are multiple websites that are owned by a single entity trying to push you towards their services, which, you know, I mean, I'm sure people know there's a lot of crappy VPN services out there that most likely sell out your data despite whatever they may claim. So, yeah, just just keep your wits about you, I guess. So. Is there is there a pretty easy just one-click deploy VPN service? So if I just buy a VPS and just be like, I want to make my own VPN, is that, like, is it really easy to just click a button and or run one command and boom, you kind of are ready to go? Or is is that not really there? Because mm -hmm. I always get curious by people that are like super privacy conscious and they might be pushed to use a VPN. And I mean, why not just run your own? Yeah, the last, I mean, last time I set it up for myself, you know, you had a couple of different choices like open VPN and um, this IPsec swan. And I've set both of those up. Neither of them were one-click experiences. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I mean, eventually they work. Uh, and, you know, more recently I subscribed to IVPN since they take Monero. And IVPN is, you know, is actually pretty slick. You, you get a, a painless Android app or desktop app and... I actually I use that more often now than my own private VPNs on my VPS. Yeah, I, the only time I think I've used OpenVPN was it was bundled with one of the routers that I used before, where you could just and it was probably paired with some dynamic DNS service, so you could just VPN to your home network. So that was easy, but it was the router doing all the hard work. It wasn't me setting it up on a VPS directly. So um, good. I'm, I'm glad that you've had good experiences with IVPN. They take Monero, right? That's right. Yeah, that's the only reason I went with them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we need people willing to put you know money where their mouth is. So that's good. <laughs> and I suppose that's you know that's the other benefit of one of these commercial providers is, you know, they actually have locations all around the world, whereas using my own VPS, I only have one location. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah. And I think, and I don't claim to be a network privacy expert here, but I believe one of the drawbacks of kind of spinning up your own VPN beyond kind of also having to maintain it is that because you are essentially the sing only single person using that VPS, it's there's no kind of herd of fish or whatever to, to hide in. It's basically all the um, activity could potentially be easily basically linked to one individual rather than yeah. a whole bunch yeah. of people. That's, that's why you just run a Tor exit node from the same IP, okay? That's just so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, and, and I'm running Tor and I2P on my VPS, too. But, yeah, but otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, yeah, essentially, there is no anonymity. It's like, yeah, you're the guy who owns this thing. You're the only one using it. It's you, right? 
I mean, I know I, that, that was definitely a tongue-in-cheek thing for me, but like honestly, one of the best ways to help your privacy when sending Monero transactions is to run an open Monero node that other people can send transactions from, right? <laughs> like, I have a bunch of other people that want to send their transaction through my node. Awesome. <laughs> you know, help me out. Yeah. The, the only problem with that, I mean, I was running my node wide open on my VPS for years, but uh, just over time, the, the bandwidth usage just got to be too much. How much was it like terabytes and terabytes a month? It was getting to be, yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and I got a pretty decent monthly quota on that server, but it was, it was running into it. So it's like, okay, I got to shut this down. (laughs) So it's, it's still there as a P2P node. It just doesn't do wallet service anymore. Got it. Yeah. I just like to, I mean, yeah, I I suppose abuse is the correct word, but I like to abuse the services that don't have the caps on them. (laughs) maximum data you can use i'll just <laughs> use the entire pipe 24 <laughs> 7. Uh, yeah so yeah um there aren't any other questions when question came through just saying with the ring size jump to 16 how much larger or less efficient will transactions get i think it's about 35 percent walk back or efficiency decrease in uh verification time which is the most important thing um so, I mean, the, the full details are on GitHub, but it's around 35%. Um, it scales linearly, so <laughs> we <laughs> yeah. deal with that challenge. So if you increase it by 30%, it's approximately 30% less efficient. <laughs> there you are. So, um, there's that. Um, oh, I also want to just plug one quick thing I did. Um, I was having a few issues with my node reliability where it, like, go down, and I wasn't really watching it super closely. but there's a free tool you can use betteruptime.com that I started using and it'll just like every minute or so ping the node and say, Hey, is it up? And it'll send me an email if it is down. (laughs) So it's been pretty useful to to sort of track the reliability and it doesn't cost me anything. So hopefully, I don't know. It's, it's, it was free. I just wanted to share that in case anybody else would be able to take advantage of that. But I, I didn't want to go through the whole, like, I'm sure Seth has, like, crazy dashboards of tracking all this all the 300 services he hosts. But I, I just wanted something that was easy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, th- those are the main things I wanted to come across. Oh, there's two other CCS things that, that people opened in the last week or so. Um, one is MJ doing development. Um, I wasn't really watching their their work very closely, so I'll have to refer to what either you all or, or Celsta or, or VT Nerd were, were getting at, but there's a new proposal open by them on ccs.getmonero.org. And there was another one that caught my attention. <laughs> Someone opened up a CCS for a Monero community anthem, and it's like basically them to try to make a music video. <laughs> they already made the lyrics and made the, the audio, but... Um, I just wanted to, to to raise people's attention to that. I think we haven't had like a, a non-developer focused CCS in, in kind of a while. So um, I just I just thought it was interesting. I don't have a. I mean, it kind of sounds like any other cryptocurrency song where you're like, uh, you know, I don't know how cringe this is, but 
I suppose as long as we're not the dash, dash, dash. I mean, it's 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 kind of the bar to clear, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, but you, sh- you you can check that out. I, I I'm trying to recall how much they're specifically asking for. Um, they they work with other cryptocurrency communities too, so they they linked one that uh they did for polygon for example of course um and annoyingly their tagline for polygon was just use polygon and it's like well i mean people have been saying just use monero for a while but yeah they're requesting 20 xmr so i don't know a little bit of money yeah they opened it about a week ago I don't know. Do you have any opinions on to what extent fun music videos are, are like useful in a Monero community? I have to say one of my favorite, actually not one of my favorite. Well, yeah, one of my favorite cryptocurrency related music videos remains to this day, the BitConnect It's Amazing music video. I'll make sure to share that in, in, the, the the YouTube chat, but it's like it's catchy, it's stupid, it's like give us money and we'll make you rich type video. But it was it's catchy, you know, <laughs> and it has a high production quality. Well, hey, if it'll get some traction on TikTok, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we have TikTok. Now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, how do we make things viral on TikTok? I don't know anything about being viral on TikTok or anything but, like that. You know, I mean, TikTok is a Chinese company, right? So when, when China goes full on banning cryptocurrency, then that's all going to go away. Yeah, that's true. They could, you know, set up the algorithm to basically not have anything Monero related in the people's feeds, I guess. Yeah. You did see the fun troll that people post about the fact that like Alibaba stopped selling Bitcoin miners, but we're like, well, they can't stop selling Monero miners. Yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty funny thing to laugh about and on Reddit and Twitter. This that was probably about a month ago. Uh, yeah, I remember retweeting that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's most of what I had. If, you know, again, if you have any other questions, you can put them in the chat. But uh, HYC, Scott, you have anything that uh, you wanted to, to discuss today? Uh, not that I can think of. I didn't come here with the <laughs> prepare anything. So <laughs> Didn't come here with an agenda. Yeah. Just here to answer people's questions. So. Got One thing we did do is we, uh, we linked the Monero Meets to Odyssey. I also did the same for the Monero Community Workgroup channel. So... Um, I don't really use Odyssey, but people can use it now to, to watch a lot of the videos. Sadly, it doesn't link over a thousand, uh, over an hour long videos from this channel yet because we don't have a thousand subscribers. So, you know, just click that little button to, to help us bridge. If, if you want it to be bridged to Odyssey, you need to click that subscribe button. <laughs> Not to be a YouTuber, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess, is there anything else that uh, we should, 
you, you think people should look forward to in the next next month or so on the Monero ecosystems side of things? Well, you know, we talked about the uh, ring size increase, but what about uh, Bulletproof Plus? And that's going to be part of, part of that same hard fork, right? Yeah, that'll cut size by about five to ten percent. Um, so that'll be cool. Yeah, it'll help offset some of the gain and and inefficiency that we're going to be taking on. Oh, uh, so Co couldn't be on today, obviously, but uh, he ran some initial numbers on uh, a proposed implementation of Seraphis that's very, very rough. <laughs> but even so, it was similarly efficient as Triptych, which is good because that was pretty efficient to begin with. So uh, good news there. And during the last Monero Research Lab meeting, he sent over a table on some potential ways of setting up Monero transactions or using keys that would reveal certain types of information. We have a few options. For example, we could in theory make it so that there's one key where it could see the output that's coming into an address, but they wouldn't be able to see the amount of that output, which is very different than how it occurs today where you can see both. Um, we probably won't go that way for several reasons, but that is one thing that is on the table that we didn't have or we don't have at the moment. So that's kind of cool. And it also would include better Janus attack prevention. So on this channel, I have something about, no, maybe on the Monero Community Work Group channel, one of the breaking Monero videos is about the Janus attack um, with sub addresses. And we haven't padded transactions in a way on Monero now that would address this. So this is a way to do some more fancy key structure setup so that the transactions don't need to be more inefficient in order to uh, do this instead you basically just have longer addresses <laughs> so they're even longer than they are right now but that doesn't matter because we have all the fun stuff like open alias and uh, <laughs> and and QR codes so <laughs> I've, se I've seen a QR code that was something like four inches square I mean it gets a little ridiculous after a point, doesn't it? <laughs> hey, we're arc, you know, Monero QR codes are going to be smaller than Zcash's in, like integrated address QR codes. It's have like four addresses or something in one QR code. So <laughs> we're smaller than those, I guess. So if they make it work, then we should be able to make it work. <laughs> so big QR codes instead of information on chain. Yay. <laughs> yeah. all right so um i guess as the holiday season comes across is there anything that we should do is just a fun monero community event i mean i've done trivia in the past we've done board games what else would be something that people would actually want to show up and, and have fun doing do we need to do like secret santa like what, what do we need to do <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've seen a couple of pictures on Twitter recently with uh, Monero pumpkin carving. Mm. Yeah, I wish I was skilled to be able to do that, but like <laughs> that is very intimidating. They've done a really good job at their pumpkin carving. <laughs> pumpkin carving. It's okay, James. I think you, if I remember correctly, you were the one that did this out of the world Monero pumpkin. So <laughs> it's it's like. Hey, I just painted the Mona Lisa. Let's now have a painting contest. It's like, well, what am I supposed to bring to the bring to the table? Uh, 
But yeah, James, that's a pretty good idea. If you, if you can get some people that want to do a pumpkin carving contest, I mean, I'm totally down to host it or something. We, yeah, I, I don't know what I would contribute, but it would, <laughs> it would be a good thing to do. You know, we're getting to the holiday season. <laughs> I Halloween's next, in... next Sunday, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, I mean, the Monero community is, you know, increasingly, I guess, more more mainstreamish, and not for, for, but, I mean, I'm sure there's still plenty of people out there who have, like, 3D printers and whatnot, and even then, you don't necessarily have to have a 3D printer, but, I mean, people can, you know, have a go at designing 3D printable, like, Christmas tree ornaments or whatever for, uh the winter holidays and you know sharing out the 3d print design on you know thingiverse or whatever so people can also print it but that could be a thing as well but you got the 3d pumpkins so you don't have to carve it yourself <laughs> yeah, yeah it's reusable right just take it out every year <laughs> oh, you can use it as your trick-or-treating bucket yeah <laughs> <laughs> Imagine trying to explain that to people like at the door. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why not? Community outreach. That's right. <laughs> Gotta start somewhere. That's it. Start with kids. <laughs> That's the way forward. <laughs> yeah, buy the super big uh, candies and then they associate Monero with, you know, big candy. <laughs> There you go. Uh, uh, well, I encourage people to, to run with some uh, some Halloween ideas. If you have anything interesting, make sure you share them on Reddit, Monero Space Forum, Twitter, wherever it would make sense. Uh, Element. Uh, and, you know, people want to do fun stuff. So if you actually have a cool idea, like people will be drawn to the cool idea. And if you don't have a better idea, maybe I'll just do a meme competition again and just choose Halloween themed memes or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll make it work somehow. We'll do something. Um, but uh, unless there's anything else, um, we might just wrap this up, this one up early. That way it'll be bridge to Odyssey, you know? <laughs> Less than an hour long. <laughs> um, but yeah, some people saying James's pumpkin rocks. If you haven't seen James's Monero pumpkin, it's very, very cool. You should, you should look at it. That's clearly mm-hmm. someone with skill with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, any other final words? Interesting, or Scott? No. Oh, sure. Final word. Uh, mine on P two pool. Mine on P two pool. Yeah, that's a good one. Do you still have to build that from scratch, or there? Are, uh... Uh, there's there's pre built binaries now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. So yeah, now you have no excuse. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you check the hash rate? Any? Uh, like at any point, I remember it was like three percent last time we did one of these. Uh, yeah, let me see. It, it's around sixty or seventy mega hash. I don't know what percentage of the network that is right now. So yeah, I think the only thing for me, at least, well, is checking on that is just like I said before. Uh, make sure you're you're wary of, I guess, what, at least for VPN services anyway. If you're in the market for a VPN service, uh, you're wary of 
what review sites you use and so forth, given the uh, consolidation that's happening around for-profit kind of companies. So, Yeah, be careful. Be careful out there. You have to trust the VPN provider, so yes. keep that in mind. <laughs> mm -hmm. Looks like we lost a little hash rate. We're at about 2% right now. Ah, no! How am I supposed to say we've had exponential growth in P2 pool? <laughs> it's just a negative exponent, man. <laughs> I think that's what, like two or three? <laughs> Goodness. Uh, I guess I need There's a couple exponential growth with something. Sorry, there's a couple of GUIs. No, 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 that's fine. I've talked plenty. I was going to say, there's there's plenty of GUIs, I think, out there in development. There's at least, what, two or three now that have been funded or otherwise already started. So once, I mean, it becomes easier to kind of jump into P2 people, I imagine it'll probably go up, but number go up, as it were. <laughs> Plug into a GUI. <laughs> Or make it in the daemon and just be like, would you like to start mining with the P2 pool? Yes. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Um, well, thanks, everyone, for joining the uh, Monero Meet this month. We'll see you about a month from now. Uh, make sure to check the calendar because we have the Monero Space meeting. So I think um, this one might be in five weeks. The next one might be in like five weeks or so from now instead of four. Well, but uh, Or Whatever, just check the calendar. Um, Second Saturday, I think, is what you mentioned. Oh, so it might be in three. It might be in, okay. We'll have the next one in three weeks then, um, instead of four. So uh, we'll see you again sooner than normal. And until then, make some pumpkins, do some fun things. We'll make sure to have some fun Monero community events this holiday season to to bring people together. And if you have any ideas on how to do that, let us know. Join Matrix, join Monero Space Forum, join Reddit, Twitter, all the fun stuff. We're here. Uh, thanks, HYC. Thanks, Scott, for joining me today. It was fun having you guys on, and we'll talk to you all soon. Take care. All right. Take it easy. Yep.